Welcome to church. There's a showward assembly, an exciting congregation of God's people, under the pastoral care of Dr. Dennis Eng and his amiable wife, Pastor I.T. Our mission is to raise champions who are passionate for God, winning in life and changing the world. Our vision is to be a growing community of worshipers and ministers from every tribe and tongue, taking the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever we go. Showward, raising champions. Let me begin teaching tonight from Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. <clears throat> Let me read from verse 6. Please bring out your Bibles and remember what we did last week. The multimedia will not be on, so the multimedia is on recess one more time. And I want you to read from your Bible. I can see some of you don't even come to church with your Bible. We are online, so I'm likely, I'm going to call your name now and everybody will know you didn't come to church with your Bible. So, Brother, please bring it out. Bring out your Bible or I'm going to call your name. People are watching us. So your friends who are watching will say, ah, so this sister didn't, doesn't go to church with Bible. Ah, that brother doesn't go to church with Bible. Bring out your Bible now and let's read. I'm going to have you do most of the reading today, but let me begin with this one. Verse 6, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 6. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. And the leopard shall lie down with the kid. And the calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. You know what that means for the wolf to dwell with the lamb, with the sheep, the young of a sheep. The leopard shall dwell with the kid, the young of a goat. And the calf and the young lion, the young cow and the lion, the young lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. Can you get a picture? Please, can you get a picture? I think it's graphic enough. Verse 7 says, and the cow and the bear shall feed their young ones shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox and the suckling shall, shall play on the hole of the asp and the wind child shall put his hand on the cockatrice then. Uh, what translation am I reading? I guess that is the King James. Let me read the new King James. I think it will make it a little clearer. Verse 8 says, the nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole. The nursing child shall play by the hole of a cobra. And the wind child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall hurt. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. Why? Look at that. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. 
So, knowledge takes away the strength of the lion, the venom of the viper. So, you can find all of these things happening because knowledge shall fill the earth. And so, the young child shall not be afraid of the, the, the cobra. The suckling child, the wind child, shall not be afraid of the viper. You find that the kid shall not be afraid of the lion. Right? That's what you find in scripture because of knowledge. Knowledge drives away every fear. My prayer is that as I fill your heart with knowledge, that every fear will run away. I said every fear will run away. If you find that you are afraid for any reason, fill your heart with the knowledge of the Lord. Fill your heart, I could say, with the knowledge of God's word. The more, as a matter of fact, you don't know, you will not know God more than you know his word. You will not know God because God reveals himself by his word. That's what scripture says. God is known by his word. So you want to know God? Then lay hold on God's word. And the more you drink of the knowledge of God's word and get to know God more intimately, the more you'll be set free from fear. Can someone say hallelujah? Mark chapter 16. And let me read from verse 15. And he said to them, that's talking about Jesus, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Let me get someone to read. I actually said I'd like you to do more of the reading. So someone please read for me. Mark chapter 16 and from verse 15. Who is reading? Please go ahead. Stand up and read. Yes. Go into all the world. All right, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. That's one part. Will be saved. Yes. Will be condemned. Verse 17. So the people that believe will not only be saved. When, no, hold on. I'm coming. Please just hold on. So, salvation is not only what is intended for those who believe. Those who believe will be saved. But there is more to it than salvation of your soul. If all that you are experiencing is only salvation of your soul, it means that your faith is not complete. Those who believe, number one, shall be saved. But verse 17 goes on to talk about other things that we need if we believe. Go on, please read. And these signs will follow those who believe, right? So those who believe are not only saved, but these signs 
shall follow those who believe. Right. And it's interesting to know that contrary to what you find, that those who believe and are saved are looking for signs to follow. They are running after signs wherever they hear. Signs and wonders, they run there. Signs and wonders, they run there. But that is not what the Bible says. The Bible says, those who believe, these signs shall follow. If you are a follower of signs, then you are turning scriptures upside down. If you are a follower of signs, and there are those who are followers of signs, every prayer house they have visited, every man of God that is doing anything meaningful, they have run there. Anything, if there is someone that is healing a headache, they run there. Please, gentlemen, please, unless you're touching the keyboard, better sit here. But if you're touching the keyboard, you can't stay there. <laughs> so, these signs shall follow them that believe. How many of us are believers? Come on, let me hear you. You're believed and you're saved, right? Then these signs shall follow those who believe. Please read on. In my name. That is the beginning of the signs. Please, what does the scripture say that they will do? In, in the name of Jesus. Everyone who believes will do what? Oh, come on here. Let me hear you. Everyone who believes will do what? Casting out demons is not for pastors. Casting out demons is not for deliverance ministers. Casting out demons is not for those who have been born again for 10 years or for 20 years. Casting out demons is for those who believe. If it is today you believe, for as long as you are a believer and you are saved, you have the power, the authority, the exousia to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus is not what you put at the end of prayer. It is a signature of authority. Are you with me? When he said in the name of Jesus, they will cast out demons. He simply says, in the authority of Jesus. In the authority of Jesus. They will cast out demons. If you believe in the authority of Jesus. The Bible says, you will cast out demons. Hallelujah. Please read some more. They will speak with new tongues. It's interesting how we want to speak with new tongues and how we celebrate speaking with new tongues, but we don't want to cast out demons. Every day, we like to pray in tongues. We like to kabash. We like to kabosh. We like to... Come on. All right? If I say now, let's pray in the spirit, we'll speak in new tongues. But let's cast out demons. We don't want to do that one. It means your faith is not complete. In my name, they will not run away from demons. A lot of those who claim to believe, they are running away from demons. And the only reason they are running away from demons is that they don't believe. If you believe, 
you will cast out demons. You'll not be running away from demons. You'll not be afraid of witches. You'll not be afraid of wizards. You'll not be afraid of the occult. Sister, are your legs paining you? Fine. Many years ago in Calabar, a young girl got saved. The young girl that got saved was deeply involved in the marine world. She was a student. If you saw her, you think she's a small innocent girl. But she wasn't. She said even as a baby, as she was growing up, she would put confusion between her father and her mother. She said, if you put even the water that you had to wash your hand and she touches it, she will disappear. She will disappear. In a small pool of water, if she puts her leg there, you will not see her again. She was a student in Union Secondary School. She said she, she would go and put her clothes on Friday, all her dirty clothes. And by Monday morning, she'll open her box and all of them are ironed, clean, and she'll wear to school. If she touch a round object, even if it is Coke bottle, it will become a snake. If she touches it, it will turn to a snake. She used to dance sometimes she would dance a combi if she danced the combi her legs would rise from the ground it would take a sacrifice for the legs to touch the ground again so one day i don't know what happened to her she walked into wapi where we were holding church in a thursday service not a deliverance service just a midweek service like this and she got saved. She didn't get saved. She did not. I don't think she even answered an altar call. She sat at the back. Maybe she was on assignment. And the Spirit of God arrested her. She got saved. Nobody conducted deliverance for her. She just got free. She joined church. Received the teaching of God's word. Received the teaching of God's word. The kind of thing I'm teaching now. I was not a pastor. I was a young boy in Unica. And then our youth fellowship wanted to go to Quaw Falls for a youth picnic. By this time, I had become friendly with her and I got to know her story. So that day, I sat by her in the bus. And I noticed she was crying. She had her head bent. And I asked her, what's the problem? And she said, they said she should not go. That if she goes, she will not come back. So I asked her, who are the people? She said, they are talking to her. I said, who are they? They are not even afraid. I'm here with you and they are talking to you. What kind of nonsense? I said, sit here. Nothing will happen. Now, you see, I... I, some people would tell her, ah, oh, no, 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 don't come to Kwa Falls. Uh, it's good for you to stay away since we know your history about water. 
And I said to her that day, I think she even talked to me before we entered the bus. I said to her, it is today that we will know whether you are saved or not. It is today we will know whether demons are still occupying your body or you are set free and the spirit of God dwells inside of you. I said, I will be with you and together we will put our leg inside water and I want to see whether you will disappear or not. She was crying. I said, don't worry. Reverend Mohamana, my twin brother was around. I called him more and briefed him. I said, see this girl? Today we are going to put her in water and bring her back. So I said to him more, I said to him more, I said, you know what? Stick around. Don't even behave like I've told you anything. Just hang around. If I call you, come. Because I, I need reinforcement. We went and everybody had gone. This girl was dragging. Saying, no, she didn't want to come. She didn't want to come. I said, for where? My assignment had changed. I was not just going for a picnic. I had someone that I wanted to disciple. So together we went. Everybody, they were playing. They were jumping, doing everything. Nobody knew what was happening except Reverend Moore. So we went together inside. And I asked her, put your leg in the water. She did. We sat there. I said, swing the leg very well. I said, nothing's going to happen. At the time I saw her beginning to cry, I said, what happened? And she said, they said they will kill you. They will take you. I said, if they, if they were able to, they wouldn't tell you. I said, that's what they are saying to you, that they are going to kill me. I said, if they were able to kill me, they would not tell you. The fact that they are telling you is because they want to frighten you. They don't have the power to do it. So you see the things I'm teaching you now? <laughs> I'm teaching revelation that I've carried my heart over the years. Revelation that I have held on to, that has saved my life. And I said to her, don't worry yourself. I am saying, and listen, I was not a deacon. I was not an assistant pastor. I was not a pastor. I was not in ministry at all. By that time, I was not even an official of CU. I became later. But I was still not. I was a drama boy. I used to do drama in school. That's all. But I had a certain knowledge of who a child of God is. And fear was not part of my system. Because I knew what God's word said. In my name, they will not only be saved... They will not only speak in tongues, they will cast out demons. It's as simple as that. And listen to this. It says, this sign shall follow those who believe. Can I say this to you? Not only who those who believe to be saved. You can believe to be saved and you are saved without the signs. But you also need to believe that according to God's word that because you are saved you will cast out demons. Please, are you with me? You will cast out demons. That day you will ask me why didn't you pray for her? Let me tell you why I didn't pray for her because I believe with all my heart that she was saved. And I believe she was free from demons. 
I believe, and I'm going to show you today, all of the things she was experiencing were external attacks. Satan trying from outside to frighten her. When they did not succeed, by the time we went into the lounge from the water, she collapsed. That was when I beckoned one of my friends and said, bring, bring Fanta, bring Coke. I think she needs Coke. <laughs> we put Coke in her mouth. She got up, gloriously said there was no problem at all. When we returned to the hostel, demons were still trying to attack her. One day she was in a hostel, Polytechnic, Calabar. Suddenly, two men entered her room. Later on, she would ask the porter why she allowed men to enter the room, and the porter told her nobody passed here. And they said to her, you think you can leave us? We'll deal with you. <laughs> you know, I was a friend by this time, so all of those things that came to me, I would tell her is a lie. I will quote God's word for her. Quote God's word for her. The following day, she went out early in the morning on the field in front of her hostel. And as she looked up, a big cobra was coming towards her. She said, she did not know till her leg lifted up rested on the head of the cobra and he died physically the students came around to see a living or a dead live cobra i mean you know what i'm saying physically manifest it was not in the spirit realm that was the day the attack stopped see what am i showing to you i'm i'm talking about about knowledge and knowing that when you believe you have victory you have dominion you cast out demons you're not afraid of demons you're not running away like someone that is not saved these signs shall follow them who believe I actually think that the, the gospel I preach this kind of gospel that I preached this one month it's very relevant to us Africans. You know where we come from, don't you? Everybody, all of us know where we come from. <laughs> but you don't allow those fears to enslave you. They will speak with new tongues. They will, please read the last verse, let's see. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. The sick will recover. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, if they drink anything deadly, if they drink anything deadly, it shall not harm them. In fact, the Bible does not say it shall not harm them. It says it shall by no means, it shall by no means hurt you. 
You will not have stomach ache. You will not have constipation even if you drink poison. That's what the word of God says. And he's talking, talking about spiritual poison. It's real poison. Even if you drink any poison, any poison, but only if you believe, if you believe. There are people that are very ens enslaved by the things they eat. They, they are too picky. You know, oh, no, this one, no, this one. Hey, if you eat this, he will, he, this one. No. The Bible says, if only you believe. Even if you drink any deadly poison, it shall not harm you. But can you believe what I've just said? Can you believe what I have just read to you from God's word now? Can you believe it for yourself? Beloved, that gives you a lot of freedom, liberty. Because you can live your life with boldness, with no care in the world. You won't worry about a thing because you know what the word of God says and you know you believe. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1. Fifteen to twenty-two. I think Pastor said read some bit of this, but someone else, please read for me. Ephesians one fifteen. For this, for this reason, right? I wish I had another microphone. Um, where is the other microphone? Please, let's move it around. Yes, go on. Yes. Yes. Remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I ask for the other, for him to start reading from there because it establishes that these were people who were believers who were children of God, who had faith in the Lord Jesus. And he said, I have not ceased thanking God for you. And praying, go on. The glorious Father, the spirit of wisdom and revelation be given you, so that you may know him better. The eyes of your heart be enlightened that you catch a revelation that you be able to see with the eyes of your heart. Thank you. So that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The, the riches of the glory, his glorious inheritance in the sense And his incomparable great power for those of us who believe. Can you make the microphone better? It's like you're not hearing, it's not sounding okay. For those who believe that you may understand 
the, the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your revelation will understand the incomparable power of God towards those of us who believe. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That the power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Jesus from the dead. That the same power that is available to us is the same power that God exercised when he raised Jesus from the dead. And seated him at his right hand in yes. the heavenly realms. Go on. Far above all rules and authority, power and dominion. Notice this. The same power that God used to raise Jesus Christ from the dead and made him to sit in heavenly places. Far above. Can somebody say far above? Far above. Say it again. Far above. Far above. Say it again. Far above. So God raised Jesus with the same power that is available to us and made him to sit far above. Go on. Far above all rules and authority. All rules and authority. Power and dominion. All power and dominion. And every name that is invoked. And far above every name that is invoked. Not only in this present age. Not only now. But also in the one to but come. But even in the world to come. And God placed all things under his feet. God placed everything, all things, everything under the feet of Christ Jesus. And appointed him to be head of over everything for the church. And he is the head over everything for the church. Which is his body. And the church is the body of Christ. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor Christian. Can you see that? That same power is what is available to us. With that same power, God raised up Jesus from the dead, made him to sit far above all rules, all power, all dominion, all names. Not only now, but even in future, in the world that is to come. Made him to be head over all things. To the church. And the church is his body. And God fills the body with the fullness of Christ. Please, Let's read chapter 2. And someone read for me verses 4 to 6. And I want you to tie this together. Who is reading? Chapter 2. Please give him the microphone. But God, who is rich in mercy, yeah. because of his great love which... He loved us. Yes. Even when we were dead in trespasses. Even when we were dead in our sins. Made us alive together with Christ. Quickened us together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Yes. And raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Slow down. Jesus. Sit, slow down. This is what I'm looking for. When we were dead in our trespasses. When we were dead in our sins. When we're dead in our unrighteousness, God quickened us, raised us together with Christ Jesus, and made us to sit together 
in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Can you read that again? That verse. And, and raised us up. He together. raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places. And made us to sit together in heavenly places. In, in the heavenly realm, if you like. In Christ Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's verse 6, right? Yes. Thank you. Beloved, every believer died with Christ when he died. And when Jesus was buried, we were buried together with him. When he rose from the dead, we were raised together with him. When he ascended into heaven, we also ascended with him. That is what scripture teaches. teaches. That is our identification with him. In his death, in his burial, in his resurrection, and in his ascension. So as far as God is concerned, you are of this world, or you are in this world, but you are not of this world. You are walking the face of the earth, you are living in Lagos, and yet God sees you seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Are you with me? Christ Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, right? And the Bible says he's far above. So if you're seated, all of us are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, where are we seated? How are we seated? Far above. Can you say, I am seated far above? In heavenly places? In Christ Jesus. Can you say again, I'm seated far above principalities, above powers, above dominion, above every name that is named in this world or in the world to come. I am seated together in Christ Jesus. Can someone say hallelujah? Beloved, that is our position. So, please listen. Our dominion is a function of our position. We are not at the same level with the devil. And I hope that can sink into you. You are not at the same level with Satan. You are not at the same level with demons. You are not at the same level with witches. You're not at the same level with wizards. You're not at the same level with occultists. You're not at the same level with any one of them. Principalities, powers, dominion, thrones, authorities, whatever they are, you are not at the same level with them. Do you understand that? I don't know whether it was last week. Remember when I said that that my landlord that had the house where people were dying inside. 
that one morning I had a conversation with him and I said, you know, sir, you and I are not at the same level. What do you think I was talking about? I was talking this scripture. We are not at the same level. Please listen to me, church of God. As a child of God, you must have a superiority complex over the devil. Have what? Have what? Some people read the Bible. And the Bible says that even Moses could not bind the devil. He said, the Lord rebuke you. I said, that was in that covenant. In that covenant, they had a different thing altogether. But in our own covenant, because of Christ Jesus, we can command the devil, we can bind the devil, we can cast out the devil at any time. Please, is somebody getting what I'm saying? And you must have that authority. When you want to command someone that is low down there, you don't beg. Do you beg? There is no place in scripture that says you must appeal to the devil. You don't beg the devil. You don't negotiate with the devil. By the way, check scripture. Every time Jesus cast out demons, he always did that, the Bible says, with a loud voice. Have you noticed that? You don't cast out the devil in a whisper. Satan understands only one language and it is called authority. It's called authority. You need to exercise authority. You need to speak with boldness. That is why you don't cast devils out on your knees. No, no, no. It's not a prayer of supplication. You want to cast out devils? <laughs> You're kneeling now <laughs> and appealing to Satan to go. No. You're not doing intercession. You must deploy the violence of faith in the name of Jesus. Go! Get out! And that's the language Satan understands. Come on, are you with me? <laughs> Glory to God. So we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus far above far above can you say I am far above can you say it again I am far above declare again I am far above Isaiah 54 13 to 15 someone read that for me Isaiah 54 We still have one more session. And next week's session, I will do question and answer. I'll share briefly and leave the rest for us to interact. So if you have questions regarding all the things I've taught, and even those I've not taught, please, next week you'll be welcome. Is someone reading that scripture for me, Isaiah 54, 13 to 15? Who is reading? Isaiah 54, 13 to 15. All the children shall, shall be taught by the Lord. All the children shall be taught by the Lord. And great shall be the peace of your children. When people are taught, by reason of their knowledge, they enjoy abundance of peace. Hey, come on, are you with me? I said they enjoy what? That's why it's so important for you to be taught. You know, people like 
to be prayed for. People like to, to run to people and they say, hey, I, I, please, I need, I need, pray for me, I need deliverance, I couldn't sleep. But if you get knowledge, the Bible says, great shall be your peace. Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. When you are taught, great shall be your peace. Remember when my wife said, before she met me, she wouldn't sleep without lights on. Remember that? But she said I was able to show her from God's word that she needed not be afraid of nothing. Didn't need to be afraid of the devil. How can you be afraid of someone that is below you? How can you be afraid of someone that is far below you? I mean, but by the time you want to meet, let's even say you're the MD. And when you want to meet your great man, your heart will be beating. Are you normal? Are you normal? You're a boss and your staff makes you to, to be afraid. When you want to see your staff, you, you run back. And then, are you normal? There's something wrong with you. Please, are you with me? That is wrong. It means you don't know who you are. Please read some more. Verse 14. In righteousness you shall be established. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. Come on, that's so beautiful. In righteousness you shall be established. And Paul is the one that said, I'm not, I cannot boast about my own righteousness. But I have the righteousness which is by faith in Christ Jesus. He that knew no sin became sin that we might become what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that is what establishes us. And here the Bible says, when you are that established, you shall be far from oppression. Can you say, I am far from oppression? Can you say it again? I am far from oppression. 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 Thank you so much. Is that verse uh, 15? Verse 14. 15, okay. For you shall not fear and for, from terror, for it shall not come near you. You shall not fear from terror, for it shall, shall not. not come near you. Verse 15. Indeed, they shall surely assemble. But they shall gather. They will assemble. But it shall not be of me. Yes. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for yourself. Everyone that rises up against you, assembles, conspires against you, be they humans or spirits, they shall fall for your sake. You know, another translation says they shall surrender to you. They shall bow down to you. They shall submit to you. That is what God's word says. So you don't even need to be afraid. But there's a word there that is used and I like to put the spotlight on it. And the word is oppression. Oppression. Right? In the course of my teaching, I ask, can a Christian be possessed? And I said, no. To be possessed means that demons are living inside of you. Please, do you understand what I'm saying? No, 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 no. If the Spirit of God dwells inside of you, and the Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, 
you're the temple of God. You're not the temple of demons. You are the temple of God. If God lives inside of you, if the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you, there is no room for demons to operate there. Please, are you with me? You have been set free. Your heart has been cleaned out and it has become the habitation of the Almighty God. And the devil cannot dwell there. Amen? The devil cannot dwell there. Because the spirit of God dwells inside of you. That is why a Christian does not need demons cast out from inside of him. So if that is your knowledge of your understanding of deliverance, then a Christian doesn't need deliverance in that sense. Say, oh, demons are dwelling inside of you. No! But there is another word that is different from possession. And that is the word that has been used in this scripture. What is it? What is it? Oppression. What is oppression? Oppression is when demons seek to suppress you. They can oppress you. They can hinder you. They can prevent your progress. They can seek to cripple your business. They can try to ruin your marriage. That is satanic oppression. Please, are you with me? And that's what most Christians suffer from. The devil does not have access to dwell inside of your heart, but from outside he can attack you. He can attack what you have. He can seek to hinder your progress in one area or another. But here the scripture says that by reason of the spirit of God that dwells inside of you and you're being made the righteousness of God that you shall be far from oppression. Can someone say hallelujah? When you become sick, and the devil is behind it. That is satanic oppression. Please, are you with me? That is what? Satanic oppression. Sickness is a manifestation of satanic oppression. Of demonic oppression. You are being oppressed in your health. So you can set yourself free. You can resist the devil. You can stand on God's word. I shall be far from oppression. So devil, get out. You have no power, no authority over me because by the stripes of Jesus, I was made whole. Can someone say hallelujah? There's another word that is commonly used to describe satanic activities. I'm going to show that to you very briefly. It is called obsession. Obsession, like the word indicates, is when Satan 
tries to deceive, mislead, and get you to do what is wrong by planting thoughts and ideas in your head. Are you with me? And Satan does that every time. He can seek to corrupt you. He can seek to mislead you. He can make you want to do something that is not right. He can, as it were, lead you into compulsive habits that are contrary to God's word and those are completely demonic. He doesn't have you, but he's trying to ensure he ensnares you from outside. But even with that, our liberty is in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 17. Someone read for me. I'm going to end soon. The beauty of it is that, like I said, I still have another session. So next week, I'll finish what I wanted to teach and then we'll ask questions. Ephesians 6, verse 10. And someone to read for me to verse 17. Okay, let John read. He has not read before. Finally, my brethren. My brethren. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong not in yourself. Be strong in who? The Lord. Be strong in who? You see, please listen to this and I, I think I need to make this point. You hear me talk and talk about confronting demon spirits, talk about casting out demons, talk about not being afraid of this and that. And you think that what I'm talking about is boldness. No. It's not boldness. What you need to overcome the devil is not just boldness. It is called faith. And there's a difference between faith and boldness. Hello, are you with me? Hey, are you with me? You can have people who are not born again who are very bold. But if you carry your boldness to confront demons, you will not live to see it. You will not live to regret it. It will be too late. Boldness does not overcome Satan. <laughs> yes. I'm very bold. It's not boldness I'm talking about. If you're very bold and you're not born again, ah, well, Adele. <laughs> it's not self-confidence. Self-confidence does not cast out demons. Are you with me? Self-confidence, a very self-confident man. If you're very self-confident, please don't get near the devil. But what you need to overcome the devil is called faith. And faith is confidence in God. Hey, come on, are you with me? Faith is what? Knowing fully well that you are too much for the devil. Far above where he is, not because of your physical muscle, not because of your education, not because of your family background, but because of your faith in Christ Jesus. That is what overcomes the enemy. So Paul said to the Ephesian brethren and to us, be strong 
in the Lord. Please go on. And in the power of his might. Thank you. Go on. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. That he may be able to stand against the wheels of the devil. Please notice this, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What are wiles? Wiles are tricks. Deceptions, lies, cunning, schemes. Please, are you with me? So, this is how Satan operates. Satan is not straightforward. Satan is highly confrontational. He uses tricks. He uses schemes. He uses lies, deceptions. That is how he ensnares. When Satan wants to ruin you, he doesn't come directly. He comes roundabout. Do you remember Satan's encounter with Eve? Ah, did God really say? What did he really say? Ah, did he say that? And, and you know, by the time they had that conversation, Eve misquoted what God said. And Satan said, ah, no. <laughs> it says, God said, you will die. You will not. You will not. You just become like God. You just become like God. You will not die. Nothing. Satan is a master trickster. So, the scripture says, be strong in the Lord, put on the whole arm of God, that you may be able to stand against the deceptions, stand against the evil schemes, the dubious strategies, the manipulations of the devil. Please go on. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. For we wrestle not. Our wrestling, our fight is not against flesh and blood. Go on. But against principalities and power. We stand against principalities and powers. Against the rulers of darkness of this world. Yes. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Yes. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Take the whole armor of God. That ye may be able to withstand. Notice that. Day. He's still talking about withstand. Withstand. So in case you wonder, how do we confront the devil? How do we wrestle against the devil? How do we overcome the devil? We do that by withstanding or standing against him. Are you with me? By standing against him. That is how to overcome the evil one. Stand against. And take note of how many times stand against is mentioned in this scripture. Please go on. And having done all to stand. Having done all to do what? So we are standing. Stand therefore. Having stand the therefore. We are standing. Stand therefore. Go on. Having your loins guide about with truth have your loins guarded with truth right and having on the on the breastplate of righteousness the breastplate of righteousness another translation says the belt of truth right same thing and he's talking about god's word 
Jesus says, sanctify them with the word, for thy word is truth. So be guarded. Let it, let it be that it's the word of God that is holding you together. And have the breastplate of righteousness. Go on. And your feet should with the preparation of your feet, the gospel of peace. Yes, your feet short with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What does that mean? Put on the good news. The good news of Jesus that brings about peace. Let that be what actually makes contact with the world, with the, with the ground where you walk in. Remember, it was when Moses had an encounter with God. He said, hey, take off the shoes from off your feet. For where you are is what? Is holy ground. If you are going to make contact with the world, let the gospel of peace be what undergirds your feet. And then, of course, you will not be afraid. You will enjoy peace. Please go on. Above all, taking the shield of faith. I love this. Above all, do what? Taking the shield of faith. Wherewith, Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the You will darts. quench all the fiery darts, of all the wild arrows, all the flaming arrows of the wicked. Thank you. Please, hold on. See, that's why I said for those of us who are born again, Satan attacks us from outside. He throws arrows. He throws darts at us. And what arrows? Sickness is an arrow. Pain is an arrow. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Those are arrows of the enemy. He throws arrows. When he is not able to get you in another area, he sends a dream to rattle you. That's an arrow. When you have a dream and the devil is throwing arrows at you, your response matters a lot. Because that's an arrow. He can send arrows through people and they speak words. Words that are meant to ruin you, to destroy you. And those are arrows. There are people whose words are like arrows. And Satan causes them to speak it to you. I remember when, I think it was Syria that was fighting against Israel. And Rabshakeh went to sit on the fence and spoke to, to the people of Judah. And Hezekiah at that time, I think it was, that was king. And they were speaking to the Jews in Hebrew. And Hezekiah sent his men and they said to, to the Syrians, please don't speak to the people in Hebrew language. Speak to them in a Aramaic. But the Syrians said, why? We have come to speak to them in a language they will understand. Because we want to make sure that they will end up eating their feces and drinking their urine. We are going to deal them. We, this is, these were the things they were saying to the Jews, to the Hebrews. And they were speaking the language they want to say. Those were arrows. The Bible says, 
that Hezekiah went and spoke to the people. And the people rested themselves on the words of Hezekiah. They rested themselves on the words of Hezekiah. So Satan can send arrows. And the shield of faith is for you to quench the arrows of the wicked. When, when, when you get a bad diagnosis in a hospital, and the doctor tells you, oh, uh, the report has come in, and they tell you what they saw, that's an arrow. Are you with me? That's what? Satan may just be sending you an arrow, and how you respond, if you accept it, you have it. I can't forget the testimony that Ejiro gave. They told her something is wrong with your kidney. And she said to the doctor, well, I can assure you nothing is wrong with my kidney. It does not matter what you see in your system, but my kidney is fine. They came back, twisted the story differently, and I said, and she said, no. I said, I am fine. Do I have pains? I have pains. But for my kidney, my kidney is well. Arrows quench the fiery, wicked arrows of the enemy with the shield of faith. Is somebody with me? Please finish reading. And take the helmet of salvation. Yeah, take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit. And the sword of the which spirit. Which is the sword of God. Which is the word of God. Thank you so much. Take the sword of this. Thank you so much. Have you noticed that the only offensive weapon in all that has been listed is the sword of the spirit? Now, what does that say? That says to me that in this world, our primary assignment is not to fight the devil. God has not given us a ministry, a calling to fight Satan. No. That's why he did not arm us altogether with weapons of war to go and fight. He armed us predominantly with what will make us to stand. Please, are you with me? So that when the enemy comes against you, you will stand. Because you have the breastplate of righteousness, you have the helmet of salvation, your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of faith, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, and then you can have the sword, which is the word of God. Is somebody with me? There are people that are so preoccupied with fighting the devil. That's why I have said, in my understanding, we are not warriors, we are champions. Because there is no new battle to fight. Satan has been defeated. We are here to enforce our victory. I said Satan has been defeated. You don't have a new battle against Satan. No, 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 you don't. God has not sent you to go fight any battle against the devil. You don't have that battle. The battle is over. You have been declared a victor. Is somebody with me? I'll continue teaching right from where I'm stopping now. Next Thursday. So, if you're joining us online and you need to be in church, please join us. We are going to take questions also by next week, Thursday. Were you blessed tonight? Were you blessed tonight? See, you can't hear the things I have taught this one month. And you remain timid, afraid, and feeling inferior, feeling like a victim 
No. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Will you please stand on your feet? Sure Word Assembly is a Bible teaching ministry operating at different locations. Every Sunday by 9 a.m., we experience supernatural encounter with God as we worship Him and drink from the fountain of His Word. Every Thursday, we meet at 6 p.m. for teaching, prayer, and breaking of bread. If you need a church that will equip you to grow in the faith, empower you to succeed in life, and give you a platform to serve the Lord, welcome to Shoreward Assembly. To learn more about us, visit shorewardassembly.org. Remember, with God, all things are possible. So expect a miracle today. And when you're coming for the next service, bring a friend along. Showward, raising champions.